Do you enjoy sitting at the pub or at the ground, listening to two blokes tell you who's going to win the footy and why? You know, the type of guys that puff out their chest and say, after their obscure multi comes up. Well, if you do, this is the podcast for you. September means two things, funnels footy and ticket tech stuff-ups. Now, if you're on the wrong end of a ticketing travesty, don't despair. The Yorkshire Hotel in Abbotsford has you covered. It's a moderate stroll down from the MCG, and it's your number one footy pub this funnel series on the corner of Language Street and Punt Road in Abbotsford. It's called the Stingo, also known as the Yorkshire Hotel. They'll have footy on every screen, and they'll look after you just right. Now, speaking of looking after your mates... We need to look after this bloke. He's had it tough. Footy can be a cruel mistress, and he has been on the wrong end of a grand final result. So I'm very thankful that Baz is here to talk footy with me because uh, for a moment there I thought he wasn't going to come back. Baz, how are we after the wake? Um, I don't want to call it a wake. Yeah, it was, yeah look, it was disappointing. It was pretty fucked to lose a granny by one point when yeah, you probably didn't play your best game as a team, and I probably didn't coach as well as I probably should have as well. And... You know, all those things you reflect on, but you know we got done by a better team on the day. They hunted us and took their opportunities and just you know well done to them. They you know we're the best team all year, but on the day they they managed to knock us off, and that's all that matters. So um, you know look, we spoke a little bit after the game about you know how proud I was of the group, and we still had an exceptional year, and you know we can't blame anyone or anything on the day. It just it is what it is. It you know shit happens sometimes. So yeah, I'm still a bit fun. I'm, sure the boys are probably over it by now because they're young men and that's what they do but you know me I'm a bit of a nuffy found it a bit hard to talk about footy earlier this week and luckily we've done the pod on Thursday and I'm starting to kind of look forward to the weekend's games but I'm kind of still a bit flat about footy to be honest but yeah. uh, no it'll be good to have a chat anyway so get it off our chest and hopefully I can get excited about Collingwood You used to call me on my cell phone Day night when you need me uh, anything for Baz on the blower? We've obviously had some uh, contentious tribunal decisions. All correct and proper, or oh, a bit of a bit of a shit show? That's been a shit show. It, it really has been a shit show. It's been a shit show all year, and I, 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 I don't understand MRI. I don't understand how any of it works. I don't want to. I, I just think it's bullcrap. So, and how. A bloke can do something that's similar but not as bad as we did the first time and get a week when he should have got a week first. Like, Toby Green should have got a week for the Bulldog stuff. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He would have missed last week. And Brisbane, you know, shot themselves in the foot and everything, but he had 30 touches to keep, what, two or three goals. Yes. It's probably the difference. Then he does something vaguely similar. But there's no conclusive evidence, nothing like that. And I, in the AFL, I just said, no, we're banning him. That's yeah. it. We're just bringing it down. And just, there's no consistency in any of the tribunal whatsoever. I've seen Ablett, I've seen um, Cunnington, I've seen lots of players this year. Whack blokes, elbow blokes, blah, 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 and get away with it. Get a two-game fine. Yeah. And I've seen blokes... Pinch people. Pinch people. Get, miss two weeks. Yeah, it's just absolutely baffling. Yeah. And, and the other part, like Hawkins gets a week for punching someone in the head. Yeah, so when, like, when, when, so how can face rubbing and punching be the similar bands? Yeah, make any sense? No, nah, it's absolutely baffling. But anyway, it's it's done my head in a bit this week. So I've actually literally tried to ignore football as much as possible <laughs> this week, and I think the tribunal stuff has helped this week. So because it's meant I've had to just really to, keep it at arm's yeah. length. 
Monday's experts Always know what's best Always tell you what you should have done Monday's experts Always know what's cooking How the game was lost and how it could have been won Before we crack into the previews, let's do what we do now and look at the season reviews for the teams that have unfortunately ended their 2019 campaigns. And we'll start with West Coast. They finished 5th on the ladder, 15 wins, 7 losses at 122.5%. They lost their semi-final by 20 points to the Geelong Cats. The over-under for their season was 14.5. And so we both uh, took the overs and we both won that bet. And uh, the list demographics are interesting for where their future is at. So they're the fourth oldest, the seventh most experienced. And I had their season graded as a soft fail. Where they're at as a club, they probably want to be playing in prelims and grand finals. Yep. They want to be finishing in the top four. They didn't do any of those two things. Yep. So it has to be considered a soft fail, in my opinion. I think, yeah. It's borderline pass, fail, soft, both. Um, I think when they got the game on their terms... They were unplayable, and that's you know it happened probably less than what it did last year. But when they didn't, and teams you know were able to slow them down and um, not let them have that kicking game, they really struggled to score. They really struggled with ground balls. Uh, they really struggled to keep the ball inside their four fifty at times, and that obviously happens when you're playing three or four big tools. Um, they played you know when they had available, they still played with two rucks. Is that is that still viable going forward? In, in AFL I mean we see a lot of teams now that only play one ruck and you know very rarely do teams play two rucks you know at all um, and yeah I just I just think they need to find a bit of a a game plan to get them going when things aren't going their way and I think yeah. that's what cost them a bit on um, last weekend when they lost to Geelong Geelong actually came out and smashed them early and they found their way back in the game but they just used up so much energy to get back in the game that you know, Rich, uh, Geelong always in the game a bit of momentum back and which is whether Geelong took those opportunities and they did and yeah I think they're, they're going to go to the draft and not probably draft players they're probably going to look to bring in some, some players like a Cali or something like that to take them to that next step because you know they're probably at that point now where they need to start making the most of the next year or two because you know Kennedy's probably only got one maybe I reckon he's got one year left in him Kennedy's pretty beaten up yeah um, you obviously got Darling he's hitting you know peak age and you know you got Allen's been a big thing for him but even like Shannon Hearn's probably got one more year left so there's some big players that have probably only got a year or two left in that club that they need to make the most of this this little period. Yeah. So I reckon they'll be they'll be recruiting for now, and um, yeah, I, I still think next year they get enough home games. Like they'll get what they get ten or eleven home games. Eleven, yeah. That they'll they'll still finish top four and still be a, probably a chance to to make another grand final. And I think they'll fix up a few things. Like I said, Adam Simpson needs to find something that when they can't get their kicking and possession game going. That they can still stay in games or still be able to score. Yeah. So whether that's more for pressure, you know, uh, Pacelli and Cameron, and whether Rioli's back and Ryan and stuff like that, uh, help him out. And obviously Rioli's gonna be a big problem for him going forward. They need, they probably need him back and or get him sorted. So that would have been a big um, problem for them going into the game. I didn't actually think it was gonna matter. I still thought they were gonna get the job done, and they nearly did for, except for that first quarter where they just got blown out of the water. So. Mm. So how much do we back in uh, Adam Simpson to be able to tweak this game plan? Because as you said, it's, there's a couple of things there structurally and a couple of the, their things like tactically that probably don't work anymore. And we've seen this a lot. Like each of the, it, the footy's moving a lot quicker nowadays. So during the three-peak, Clarko got to play a very similar style of football, 
for Hawthorne's three-peat. Since then, it's kind of been like 18 months. So you'd win, you'd have the six, like the three months leading into the Premiership and then kind of like the first half of the season afterwards and then you get found out. So West Coast got found out late after the bye. Richmond got found out late after the bye last year after they won theirs. Doggies got found out pretty quickly, that was for a different reason, and so on and so forth. So do you think they can go to the drawing board or are they kind of stuck with this style I of footy? definitely think they can go to the drawing board. I, I just think that you know, if you're going to play three or four tools, five tools, four off the ball, or even the midfield, like you need to make sure your smalls are getting the right position. Then those tools are still putting plenty of pressure on. Pressure on. And I think, yeah, and like I said, once the ball at the deck, they're one of the worst teams. Mm. And and when you make the back line, their back line accountable, it's funny they're no good one on one. Yeah. So teams like Geelong did it on the weekend and. They gave their fours a chance, kicked to their forward advantage, and the fours did really well. And you know, this big sub at a game that you know it's been promising for a while. And yeah, I just like to see them have a bit more ground ball. I mean, they're a very tall side of raw, and they're very good uh, possession team. Yeah. Yeah, and they're very good with their with their use. Very smart. But when that gets taken away from them, and I suppose it goes for every other team. But you'd want to have a bit of an adaptation there because, or even tweak the game plan because yeah, if teams have found it out and you know, Clarko's figured it out and a few other teams have figured it out, then you, you, you're going to be struggling next year. So Yeah, as much as we say that, you know, the home game is locks, when a team like Hawthorne who didn't even make finals can go over there and embarrass you in the last week of the year, yep. when you need to win that game for the top four, kind of suggests there are some question marks around the legitimacy of that plan going forward. But, you know, there's definitely no hot seat issue there for Adam Simpson. He'll be there for as long as he wants. The way too early prediction for next year, where will they finish? Ah, uh, top four. Yeah. Definitely the top four for mine. Second team, Brisbane second. They finished 16 wins, six losses, 118.3%. They lost the semi-final by a slender three-point margin. Their over-under was eight and a half. They went way over that. And we were all aboard this Brisbane train from the get-go. We both tipped the overs. We both cashed in. Their list demographic is the second youngest in the AFL. And they are the fourth least experienced, and they finished second this year. Even though they went out in straight sets, I think this is an A-plus year for the Brisbane Lions, coming up from second last last year to second ladder. Two games of finals experience, and the list is in a perfect place. Hats off to Chris Fagan and probably Luke Hodge for what they did that year. Amazing oh, stuff. But they still need to, uh, I think... They, like, they lack some composure, and they definitely yeah. got found out under the pressure. Yeah. And I think... Whether or not it was a Chris Fagan thing to play the emotion card and, like, let's not get bullied and whatever, they got a little bit distracted, I think, in that game against the Giants with some of the let's be hard and tough as opposed to let's try and win this game. Well, no, Brisbane had every opportunity at last quarter. They had something like 17 to 17 inside 50s. Mm. It was just uh, the ball movement and... Decision-making, yeah. yeah. Decision-making going forward. Like, you know, GWS have two of the best intercept marks in the comp, like with Haynes and... Good Davis, and they just kept kicking it to their advantage, not to their forwards' advantage, and they they used a lot of hit ups. Brisbane, they had a lot of hit ups that were free, but they kept kicking it long, and so it was just a bit of composure in that last quarter, and they should have had the game won. And and then there was a few mistakes by defenders that you know were pretty costly in the end. Um, and Hodge did had a great game and was orchestrating it really really well, but unfortunately they probably needed two Hodges hmm. down there. But uh, and what on a great career too to Hodge. Like I can't believe. I thought he would have gone another year, but he's retiring and good on him. And he'll, he'll he's going to be a, if he continues coaching, he'll be a great coach, yeah. head coach one day. But I, I don't know if he's going to take that role. I think he might 
just enjoy being an assistant. But uh, one day, if he wants to, he'll be a bloody great coach. So, well done, Hodgie. And I think going forward, I don't know about McInerney and McStay and Hippold. Yeah. I think like Hippold's going to be a gun. Uh, McStay can be a good third or fourth choice. McInerney can probably play his role here and there. But I reckon they need a, another... Another key another, another Another big... Bit of a bit more... Presence. presence and power about him. Um, I reckon Ray... Taylor Walker, question mark. Well, yeah, some, oh, no, he doesn't take contested marks, though. Did he not take contested marks because Adelaide were no good? And he was just, you know, that whole situation that no, Adelaide... he's never really... Or is he just not... He's is he more really like a buddy him. without the speed? He's never... He's more of a half-forward flanker, old Tex. Yeah. Uh, and then they, I heard him bring up Josh Jenkins as well. Um, no, he's probably not your big bustling type either there's, to be fair there's, there's very few there's very few of them out there so um, yeah there's someone who could probably bring the ball to ground a bit better because I think that they did do that whether Marcus Adams is the one where they can fire him forward and, and play him as a forward maybe he can be the one because he can test pretty well and he got exposed a bit in the finals as a, as a key back against Richmond and uh, GWS and even in the last round of the year so you know, where's his position? You know, I know he missed a lot of footy and, you know, probably probably why as well, but, you know, maybe he can go forward and become that target. But I reckon, again, they'll, they'll probably look to recruit one or two, which they've already said that they're looking to recruit one or two players that are on other lists to, to try and help them out. And they've already got a bloody strong list. Like, their NEFL team went through undefeated and actually mm. took the piss in the NEFL. So I think they... If they... I heard this on the radio and I actually heard it in the one of the 10 minutes, about 10, 15 minutes I watched the couch. If they rock up, do a good pre-season, get the running shoes on, have a red-hot crack and ready to go, they will be absolutely unbelievable next year. But if they go the other way and do a bit of a Melbourne, a bit of bath water, yeah, yeah. how good are we going, they'll end up like Melbourne too. So they're still a very young list. Yes, they've got some great experience. They've got some very, very good players, but that doesn't get you anywhere. No. So work rate and doing all the little things will difference um, is is that one of those teams is coached by someone good when one of those teams is coached by Chris Fagan yeah well, Chris Fagan knows how to win Chris Fagan and, and Noble and his whole coaching staff's mm. elite like uh, so yeah I think they're, they're, in, they're in good shape very much agree with that and once they tie up and uh, cope it a little bit under pressure they'll be very very good way too early prediction for next year Baz uh, definite top four top, yeah. top two I'd go as far to say Chuck some money on him to win the flag on a cash out option and then cash out in finals and then go again. Yeah, they'll, you... be, they'll be long because they didn't make final four. So they'll be paying, you know, tens plus. Get them on at tens plus, cash out when they make the finals, reinvest. Yep. That'd be my strategy. Let's crack into our finals week three preview. Two big games at the MCG. It's going to be a very Victorian flavoured grand final, regardless of what happens. So uh, let's crack in. Friday night, 7.50. Richmond are $1.35 favourites against Geelong. $3.12 outsiders. Regardless of what Chris Scott says, they are definitely the outsiders in this one. The line here is three goals. The over-under, a very, very low one fifty. Now, obviously, Hawkins will be missing this after he was suspended for striking Will Schofield. Do you agree, though, with Chris Scott's statement, though you probably missed it because you went on your footy hiatus, he said uh, that Richmond isn't as good as last year and Geelong is a lot better than last year. 
Oh, I got it wrong last week about Geelong getting flogged. Yeah. Oh, I watched the game and I watched the pre-match and I watched the post-match and I watched how the players were very defensive of uh, Scotty and I watched how he hyped them up before the game and how they reacted in that first quarter. Then I didn't see him drop off again and obviously they bounced back in that last. This is going to be... It's going to be a dry game. Yeah. There's no rain coming now on, on tomorrow night. Um, and with the ins and outs of both teams... And the way they're going about their footy at the moment, Richmond, they've had the week off and they'll be going. And John's going to be pretty sore. They're already carrying a few niggles and injuries. This is going to be an absolute bloodbath to Richmond. You're doubling down. Richmond will win this by 40 to 50 plus. You're tripling down. They, they will flog Geelong. Geelong, yes, they moved the ball quicker last week, but if they, they also went long and yeah, they had more one-on-ones, but Richmond won't allow that. They'll intercept Mark. They'll win the ball to ground. And when they get it in their hands and they get in transition, because Geelong don't work both ways, most of their midfielders don't, they will get cut open. And the four line of, of Richmond will absolutely destroy. We've got, got you know, Lynch, who's in a lot better form than Kennedy. You've got Rewalt's in a lot better form than Darling. You've got all those smalls, the Mosquito fleet. They're bringing in Henderson to play probably forward, or they're going to push Taylor forward and Henderson back. I don't know if you watched last time Henderson played football, but he got absolutely towed up because he's probably, you know, probably in his last year. And Taylor looks out of pace as well. Mm. Uh, you know, a few times last week against Collingwood, he got, you know, made a few big mistakes and last week he made a few as well. So I'm actually, they're, they're good players lifted last week. You know, Selwood played it all extraordinarily well. Dangerfield. Dangerfield came came good in that last quarter. He never t- pretty much didn't touch it for three quarters, but came good. Yeah. You know, Hawkins came good and kicked goals, and whenever he kicks goals, they win. They haven't got him there this week. They're probably going to have to play danger forward as well more, which takes away from their midfield. And I'm sorry, but Richmond's midfield shits all over John's midfield. I just cannot see why they, they bounced back last week and responded. They've been inconsistent second half of the year. They've been win-loss, win-loss. About to bring this up. Yeah, basically since the bye, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. We, you brought the stat straight after the bye. When this trend was happening, you said teams that win premierships don't lose more than a game after the bye. Yeah, it's like two games, I think it is. Yeah. Richmond is on a 10-game winning streak. Yeah, they're about to make it 11. They score more. They just they have more power. They just... Everything... And Geelong won't keep Richmond to 66 points. I'm sorry. No, so that's that's their average. In the last 10 games, Geelong has uh, averaged 66 points against, 77 points for. So they are winning by keeping teams to low scores. Unfortunately, Richmond's averaging 100 points for and 63 against. So they're a better defensive side, a way better attacking side. Um, they haven't lost as a favourite in their last 10 games, Richmond. Uh, and they score, as I said, they score heavily, so they've been beating the line as well. They've been winning convincingly. I can't argue with you, even though I am a Richmond's fan and a bit nervous about being too bullish walking into a prelim after last year when I said basically the same thing. But uh, yes, in terms of my picks, I have Richmond to win, Richmond to cover. You could go Richmond 40 plus if you wanted to. Oh, mate, I've, if Geelong win this weekend, I said, I said it last yes. week. I yeah, said, here we go. So put it on record. What will you do if Geelong win? I said it last week. I'll say it again. If Geelong make the grand final... I will sit there, even if they're playing Collingwood, yeah. I'll be sitting there in full John kit, supporting Geelong. So I'll make grand final. There we go. It's on yeah, my, my beautiful partner follows Geelong, so I've got all the Geelong kit here. Yeah. And uh, I'll happily get it on film and whatever else, but you have it there. There we go.
That's how confident I am. That is basically a money back guarantee that from Barrel. Absolutely flog these muppets. <laughs> there we go. And uh, yes, I'm a bit sick of Chris Scott at the moment. So. Fair oh, he's yeah. talking absolutely dross, isn't he? He's talking huge dross. Oh, and and what his would smug you... little face. So he started at the st- before the finals about the ga- about where the venue was played yeah. and all that stuff. And now he's now he says that sort of thing. Oh, Harvey could have just lo- Har- if I was Harwick, I'd have gone you beauty. Yeah. Any extra incentive I needed. Yeah. Anything I'm just gonna put that comment on the whiteboard, leave it there, and all the boys will see it. And I'm oh. He'll be he'll be made he made a stupid mistake by bringing up the grounds and he's probably going to use that get as a pump up tool for his side. He made a stupid mistake when he left out Reece Stanley. He made an idiotic mistake just then by saying that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you think the, the Geelong fans aren't too happy with him already with his finals record and the way they play their footy, well, when they get thumped by about seventy points this week, uh, I reckon a few more Geelong fans will be on that same wagon. There you go. The reverse moles is in play here from Baz, but uh, it's all very hard to argue with. So there you go. Richmond buy plenty. They'll be at a home grand final. Saturday in the twilight fixture, 4.05pm. Collingwood are thirty-two favourites as well. The Giants are travelling to the MCG, although they've been here for the Toby Green Tribunal for the last three weeks. So uh, they'll be very well acclimatised for the Melbourne weather. They're paying $3.30. The line here is 21 points. And growing as Toby Green's suspension affects the odds. And the over-under, a very, very, very low 145. So, you were very, very bullish about Richmond without Hawkins to play against. Are you very, very bullish for Collingwood to play against a giant side that's missing Toby Green and Lockie Whitfield? When you add in Coniglio, probably their three best players. I was pretty confident when we played them in round 18. Yes. They were missing half a side. Yes. And we, they, got, we got flogged by yep. nine goals. Yes. So, no, um, not. <laughs> or, look, we should be playing. We should be winning this game. There's no doubt about it. If Richmond, Richmond should be winning their game, and we should be winning this game. The problem is with Collingwood, if you go through our history, there's a thing called the Collie Wobbles. Yeah, but the players don't... They can't affect the players. They weren't there. Or, like, I suppose, is last year, does last year count? Oh, last year counts, 100%. Like, there, yeah, there's a bit of, you know, retribution and stuff that, you know, probably going through the Collingwood camp at the moment want to make up for last year's loss and all that stuff. But I feel like we're travelling all right. We've got a decent team. Um, ben Reid comes in. Um, Aish comes in, which you know, strengthens us a bit, I think, especially going forward with Reid. Aish is a like-for-like replacement for um, Greenwood. Probably doesn't have the speed that Greenwood does, but he's you know probably uh, he's a smarter footballer in my opinion than yep. what Greenwood is, um, and he's harder as well. I think we match up pretty well around the ground on on them this time. We, we had a pretty small back line that got exposed last time against GWS. I think if we can use our hit ups and really lower our eyes going forward, and not bomb into uh, Davis and Hines and Co, or at least bring the ball to ground and let our four, small forwards go to work. I think. We'll be all right going forward. Our, I just hope we don't go into that sort of style. We we kick first five or six goals again, and then just lock, lock the game down. I know we only had two on the bench in the first final, but we did it in the grand final a bit last year as well. And teams tend to run over us, so we need to make sure we just put them away when we do get the chance. And it does make me nervous that they're missing Whitfield and, and Green, and they've never won a game without those one mm-hmm. of those two playing. And you know. 
it also works the opposite way when that sort of stuff happens. It gives other people a chance and Leon and Cameron will be using that as well and saying, you know... There's nothing to lose, basically. There's nothing to lose. So, and as I said last week, to the boys always beware of the underdog. So uh, they always have a bigger... So they always have something to prove and, and a, a, bit, a bit of a bigger bite. That's why they're the underdogs. So that does worry me going into this game. And I'm just hoping we can get the job done and then... <laughs> I am kind of hope that Geelong win because it's the only chance we're going to win in a flag but uh, I, I'd still like to be in the grand final again and have probably two grand final losses this year but uh, <laughs> yeah I'd, hopefully we get the job done but I'm, I'm not as confident as I am on Richmond just for the pure fact that we like to throw away uh, golden opportunities and we also this gives GWS a chance to you know stick it up everyone and they've got to prelim a few times now as well so yeah, probably the final hurdle that they need to get and the final hurdle that the AFL uh, despite this interesting tribunal decision, wants them to get as well. Uh, interesting you say that you get run over in late in games. This season, you've outscored opponents by 99 points in the fourth quarter. That's the second best in the AFL. So you're actually finishing games off quite well. Yeah. Well, just last, last week. Yeah, the last couple yeah. of times that you do... There is this tendency, yes, for Bucks to put the queue in the rack and just yep. go, let's defend a 20 or 30-point lead. Yep. So they're going, let's make it 60 points, and then we can put the queue in the rack. Yep. So I'm tipping Collingwood. It's going to be very tough for the Giants. They've got depth, they've got talent, but they're missing their X factor, and that's what wins you prelims. So yeah, you can get Collingwood to win a dollar thirty-two. I think Collingwood one to thirty-nine is probably more likely than uh, Collingwood forty plus. So that's a dollar ninety-one, and probably the most likely for mine is Collingwood one to nineteen, which is three dollars seventy-five. Double your money and make a stack. Favourite segment, money-making time, our feature bets for the third week of the 2019 AFL Funnels Series. Baz, let us off with your best bet for the weekend. Uh, Richmond to cover, $1.90, take it to the bank. That's my best bet. I had a stinker last week and I apologise. This week, I hope to bounce back with that bet because, yeah, Richmond just should be getting the job done. There we go. My best bet is Collingwood to win $1.39, to paying $1.90 as well. Very much the same areas. They should win, and I think they will win. What is your value bet here, Bats? My value bet is Richmond to win 40 to 59 points, uh, five bucks. I went for a bit uh, less value, but more hitting points. Richmond to win 40 plus, just in case there's a huge blowout, is paying $3.40. And your roughy for the weekend? I reckon Shire Bolton, after re signing, just might kick a few snags. So most goals, I think he's around 36 bucks. To kick most goals for the game. That's some real rough, rough areas. Now, good luck with your cheering on the weekend. You've got plenty to cheer for. You can cheer for the old firm grand final, Richmond versus Collingwood, or you can cheer for Baz to be dressed up in full Geelong gear, drinking pints with us at the Yorkshire Hotel on grand final day. The choice is yours. Good luck to the pies. Go the Tiggers and have fun with it. Come on!